What's What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast, episode number 56. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. And you can also find me over on Instagram. My handle there is at Luke underscore page. Um, so, um, when it comes to social media, you may be on Facebook, you may be on Instagram, you may be on a number of platforms, but you would have realized, depending on how long you've been on them for, but if you have been using them for a couple of years, you probably would have realized how um, your reach of posts is slowly diminishing. Now, if you've been on uh, Facebook and you started your coaching business and posting on Facebook, maybe you use that solely now. But um, as Facebook has become uh, basically more popular, and what happens is that your posts that you used to get a lot of reach with is getting less and less reach. And the same thing for Instagram. Yeah, slowly over time, um, as the platform gets more and more popular, your posts that used to maybe get shared and, and viewed by thousands of people, you're now likely to get you know 100 people, that type of thing. So that's what happens with all platforms. When people uh, platform starts out, there's not many um, people actually using the platform, and not as many. So, in to encourage people to use it, what will happen with the platform is your your post will get pushed out to more people. But as it gets more and more popular, more and more people that come on, then you get less reach. So, what's happening with um, Facebook is happening to Instagram. So that's why a lot of people are starting to move over to TikTok now. When it comes to the coaching industry. It's not as popular, um, but a lot of coaches have moved over and are starting to move over right now. Um, TikTok hasn't been my thing, but I'm actually looking into it now. And um, one of my um, uh, one of my mates, one of a, a, a someone that I worked with as well, um, Travis Murrells. So he actually helps people with their health and fitness, especially in particular yo-yo dieters. Um, He started a TikTok account a couple of years ago and it's really taken off uh, recently, probably maybe the last six months or so. Um, And I just wanted to basically chat to him about, you know, why he went over to TikTok and what he's been doing, everything like that, because he said it's really just basically changed his business, how he operates, the amount of leads he's getting, the amount of inquiries, the amount of clients. Um, You know, he's now booked out till basically... Um, April and I'm recording this in January so he's booked out for the next three months so you know the TikTok thing for him is really working so I just I wanted to get him onto a podcast and chat to him yeah what what has he done what is his biggest tips and so this episode in a nutshell it's the fastest way to build an audience through TikTok and blow up your profile with Travis Murrells Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Yo, Travis Navidad. Yes, I'm changing my name. I saw yours, super professional, and I went. Travis Navidad. Navidad. Mate, what's the go? Aren't you Murrells? There we go. I am. <laughs> well, you know why I did that, man. I was um, I was on like a big group call. Um, this is like towards the end of last year, yeah. And is this like? Sometimes like you jump on and say things and sometimes you get broken up into little groups and it's just like a good way to kind of advertise yourself. So yeah. Um that's why not be not because we're on there, mate. But what's the what's the Navidad thing? Oh, it's the um I can't even remember. It's like a um I think it's a Mexican holiday. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. <laughs> oh, that's Christmas, isn't it? Oh, I've got no fucking idea. Let's have a yeah. look. Sorry, so that your name's not Navidad. You've been, you know, no. tricking us the whole time. No, it's a song that's like Feliz It's Navidad. Yeah. yeah. I I downloaded that back in the day, man. I remember I was um my first girlfriend and her sister was I was into always into kind of weird songs and her sister was into weird songs as well. And we used to <laughs> um she would 
find this weird song and then tell me about it. back in MSN days, yeah? Yeah. Um, and then I would find a weird song and tell her and she uh, she told me about Felice Navidad. <laughs> yeah. I was working at a restaurant with a um with like a whole bunch of people when I just started PT and this was like my side hobby, side yeah. hobby, side job is bartending. And um the dude used to say my name. He was Mexican. That's why I thought it was Mexican. Um, he was Mexican <laughs> and he used to call me at Travis. <laughs> and I was Travis. like, oh, yeah, screw it. And then we just kept going with it. And then it was, it just became Travis Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> what um, language, what would you say? Language? Yeah. Is Felice Navidad. Let's put this thing to bed. Felice Navidad is a phrase meaning happy Christmas in Spanish. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, they speak Spanish in Mexico. So, <laughs> yeah. That's it, mate. You're all right. <laughs> Killing it. Um, Already on the ball. <laughs> mate, um, thanks for coming on. Uh, I wonder, mate, you're the you're the you're the TikTok star of of the <laughs> of the times, mate. Jeez. I just had a <laughs> quick look at your profile again and like you're up to like a hundred thousand followers. Yeah, 97. Yeah. 97.1 because of a DD video I just chucked up. <laughs> of a what video? Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. What did that get you heaps of followers, did it? No, I've just chucked up two of them. And it had um, about 200 likes. But, yeah, the followers that are coming off that seems to be yeah. going well. Well, you'll be, the, you'll be at the 100,000, um, I'm sure, in no time, man. So, yeah, I just wanted to, like, kind of pick your brain. Um, obviously, this is not your forte exactly, even though it probably could be. Um, your forte is uh, weight loss, health and fitness. You've been doing that for ages. So, just um, for starters, give us a a quick intro into that because, you know, Trav's, um, he's an expert in the health and fitness industry and area, but guess what? We're going to be talking about TikTok today. So anyone listening to this, yeah, get some, get some tips on TikTok, but for one, follow Trav. Um, and if you're wanting help with health and fitness, you also want to follow him. So this is kind of like a few things that you're going to be getting from this little package here. So, um, yeah, man, give us like a little bit of an intro about yourself and, you know, how you got into coaching industry, what you do, everything like that, how you help. Sweet. Um, well, I suppose first off, we have to start with the name, I suppose. I'm Travis Marles. Hello. Uh, Hello I Travis. am the fitness genie. Isn't it Travis Navidad? <laughs> Travis Navidad. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now I'm getting there the Travis Navidad. You get it. Thing. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so stuff i like it yeah um yeah travis Murrells, the fitness genie um i've been a started as a personal trainer moved into health coaching and got online probably i think four years ago two years before the pandemic actually hit and um fuck that's scary that's gone by quick um and yeah i help uh specifically women that are typically yo-yo dieters that have done nothing but crash diets for their entire life and teach them how to achieve weight loss sustainably so they don't have to keep uh, doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. So a lot of the work that I do actually goes into the mindset behind achieving sustainable change and making sure that they have the correct uh, habits, behaviors, and emotional intelligence to pull themselves out of that hole that often keeps them just stuck cycling the exact same programs, wasting money. And 10, 15 years later, they go, fuck, this is just not for me. I can't do this anymore. Yep. And uh, yes. So I want to help people get out of that cycle as quickly as possible. Awesome. And so, um, I mean, the, the big thing about you is because you mentioned the mindset thing. So you're not like, oh, well, I've got this little fitness shake here where you can just take it because <laughs> um, whether that works or not, it's kind of like, well, sweet, that's not really teaching you the underlying problem here. Yeah. So is that the, is that the reason for why you focus a lot on mindset with your clients? Yeah. So the... um. I found that whenever people were signing up, they were doing all the exact same thing. And, you know, weight loss is easy. Anybody can do it. And I'm more than willing to bet that anybody that is listening to this that has tried weight loss in the past has been successful at losing weight. But anybody that has been successful in losing weight after the program or whatever it is that they've done in the past, the classes or whatever, that rate skyrockets. Like people just cannot sustain the weight loss. What I found through years of coaching was and because i used to be an absolutely terrible personal trainer and health coach i didn't just start being amazing it was when i was giving people the before and afters 
they would do the workouts, they'd do the nutrition, they'd see the results. Three months later, message them, hey, how's it going? They've put the weight back on. Shit, what's going on? Yeah. So after talking to them and figuring out, hey, what's really going on? Like, what is the root cause for why you essentially do a yo-yo diet, lose weight, gain more, lose weight again, keep doing it? Found that there was often a massive mental or emotional block for people wanting to not just lose weight, but change their life. Because the deeper I got into it, it wasn't so much the fact that people were trying to lose weight because they wanted to lose weight. It's often, I want to lose weight, which disguises itself as the symptom. I want to lose weight because of this root cause issue of, I don't feel confident or sexy or whatever within myself. So they're actually trying to address the root cause problem by fixing the symptom, which is weight loss. So I figured having that conversation and opening that dialogue around the emotional intelligence and the mindset behind actually fixing why do you want to achieve weight loss? Once I fixed that, or not really fix it, but sort of work with it mm. and figure out what are your responses to this actual big, you know, mindset and emotional mental thing that is actually going on. When we can handle that a hell of a lot better, the symptom of weight loss tends to just disappear because you're happier and healthier and just doing shit that you actually enjoy. And with that comes a healthier lifestyle, which is a hell of a lot easier to sustain. Mm. And that was one of the things with my clients as to why I started doing what I'm doing. But then with myself as well, I don't even know how long I've been in therapy and working on my own depression and my own anxiety. And when I actually opened up to my audience about, hey, guys, I'm actually incredibly depressed and I struggle to get out of bed to coach you all in the morning. Mm -hmm. I've been homeless before. I've been... Uh, whatever I'm trying to use my words carefully here, the absolute rock bottom of depression multiple times and working my way through that and learning the signs and symptoms and triggers and mechanisms and coping and all that fun stuff. Um, learning all that for myself, it became very easy to translate that to my clients and figure out where they're at mentally and emotionally and then handball all of that information to them. Mm. So, are you, so are you going still going through depression? Yeah, it's um, it's not really anything that I figured. Sorry, some shit on my desk. It's not really anything that I've figured that you really fix. It's just something mm. you get better at managing. So you know, I'm off medications and everything now, which is awesome because um, just of how long I've been going with it. So one of the big things for me is depression typically sparks up for me when my anxiety gets the best of me. And if I don't know how to talk myself out of panic attacks, that's where the panic attack will happen, which will onset depressive thoughts, which will, which will just onset, you know, everything else. So again, going back to that root cause is managing my anxiety, which gets rid of my depression. And it's like, um, is there something that's happening in your life? And what you don't have to, you don't have to go through it, but um, is there something that's happening in your life where it's causal, or is there just something? not exactly right in your head do you yeah. feel so yeah i'm typically an open book with this because you know i figured if i can talk about it if i can go from where i have to helping everybody now mm. just talking about it then fuck why not um i also hope swearing's okay on the podcast because i just realized i've been doing it a lot <laughs> <laughs> oh good man um so yeah it was um i suppose more of a genetic thing get it from my family yep um and everything else that's happened with mum and dad and you know, just uh, upbringing. But, you know, there's been a hell of a lot of shit from the reason why I became homeless, like getting kicked out at 18 and never really feeling wanted and going through all of these things that I was never needed, I was never wanted. And it felt like I was never loved because I was never successful. And a whole bunch of, you know, that's just the tip of the umbrella and everything else that's under that as well. Yeah. A lot of other issues that sort of compounded everything that I was going through and it just manifested in the way of, well, fuck it. I don't want to be here. What's the point of being here? If everything of this is telling me that I shouldn't be here. So I suppose how I got it or how I realized was that. I just want to quickly jump in and talk about a program of ours called The Leading Coach, which helps coaches grow a six-figure-a-year business organically. Now, if you're a coach and you're currently making, on average, between zero and $5,000 a month, and you want to learn how to get more clients and take your business to the next level, 
and you've been following us for a little bit and you just love our style and our approach and what we're all about, then right now you can join the waiting list to The Leading Coach. Now, we only open up enrollments to TLC a few times a year. So um, by joining the waiting list, basically you'll be put on a notification list and be notified of when we open the doors next. And you'll also be one of the first that gets access to the Leading Coach program page, which includes all the details about what's in it, what it includes, and all the information so you can make a decision um, about whether the program is exactly what you need or not. Uh, So the link to join the waiting list is lukepage.com.au forward slash TLC. I'll also pop that link in the show notes as well. So anyway, let's get back to the episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and then how does it interesting, I mean, this conversation's going anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go for it. It's just the way we go. Yeah. It's the way we go. We're here to talk about TikTok. We're talking about depression. <laughs> it all ties in. We'll make it all tie in. Yeah, it'll go. How do you go with social media, man? Um, considering that if you've, you know, you, you do struggle with depression at times and through your life, how yeah. do you go with social media and how does that have an impact on you? When I was super fresh to social media, it had a massive impact on me. What's because, super fresh classified as? Uh, I suppose the initial like startup phase of I don't know what content I should be posting or I don't know how to post or should I go live or should I make a written post or should I do a video or figuring out what content to put out. And then as soon as you do put something out, you're like second guessing yourself and you go, fuck, I started there. Or I shouldn't have said, um, or I should have refilmed that or the lighting's off or just so doubting How myself. long ago was that? Sorry to jump in. No, that's all right. Um, I mean, at the moment, it feels like it's every day, thankfully to imposter syndrome, but I suppose logically it was probably about three years ago. So you've been on You've been on social social media roughly for about three years thereabouts, and it's kind of like for the first how long were you feeling this way? Yeah, so been on social media for a while, but I never actually started taking it seriously until about probably three, three and a half years ago. Um, you know, just posting random stories of clients working out at the gym and, you know, just using it as that sort of behind the scenes. But then when I actually started taking it seriously, like filming proper content and putting written posts together and everything, probably that three, three and a half years ago. Cool. Um, and now that, you know, looking at your your TikTok account and kind of getting to the levels that you're at, are you feeling extra added pressure now that you're not just this dude that's got a couple of follows, you got, you know, 100,000 you know, you, and I look at one of your posts and you got like a million likes and just, just crazy numbers, yeah? And this has happened yeah. in such a short amount of time, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and did this all, because I, I remember when I was chatting to you about that, you did a reel, didn't you, over on Insta? And like that blew up, didn't it? And it's kind of, is that when it's like really taken off from you since then? It's, um, I suppose it depends on the type of content because one thing I found interesting on TikTok was, I think I've said it to you before, but the amount of views that you get on TikTok don't necessarily translate to customers. So for example, that post that's in reference is, I think it's at like 2.4 million views at the moment. And I don't even know how many likes or comments or whatever, but that went viral super quick, like hundreds of thousands of views coming in within an hour. And Mm. it's now just like still trickling now, like I'll check it in like a month's time. I bet it'll be up another 100,000 views. Mm. Um, the added pressure that sort of comes with that is it's a massive perspective shift because I reached out to a few big names on TikTok. Um, not many of them slash one of them replied um, of really just me asking the question of essentially, hey, I know you're busy. You probably get messages all the time and blah, 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 opening it up like that of yeah how do you manage the extra pressure that comes with posting on TikTok or like becoming viral or managing the amount of content that I feel I have to put out and asking the questions to those people, I sort of answered my own question in terms of, I have to shift the perspective away from people like me and engage with me and like the content that I'm posting because the content that I post is so, I suppose it's relative to them because 
I've niched down like all hell. But at the same time, it's because I believe in what I'm posting and I think it's funny and people are going to connect to my personality better than they will my business model. So in terms of the content, that 2.4 million video, it got me five inquiries, I think maybe seven, eight. The videos where they get two, 3,000 likes, which on TikTok is absolutely abysmal, but you get that on Instagram. It's like, fuck, I'm going viral. Mm-hmm. Is that gets me five inquiries alone because it's just hyper specific. So dealing with that virality is just more of a perspective shift around just because I'm going viral, that doesn't mean I'm important. That doesn't mean I have to post more. That doesn't mean that I have to do anything different to what I'm currently doing. I just have to manage my own expectations and to do exactly what I do because that's what got me here in the first place. So did you get that, is that advice from someone who you reached out or did you just figure this out yourself? I figured it out myself because, you know, one of the things that I get highly paid for is listening and picking up contradictions in people's, you know, tonalities and voices and messages. And when I was sending all of these messages, I think I sent like probably 12 out reading the messages back. There was a common theme of, do I have to change or do I have to do this? Or do I have to like up the demand or anything? And when I actually took those questions out and sort of like, analyze them, I suppose, as to why I'm, why do I have to change? Like, why do I have to do anything different? If I were to change, what would it be into? Like, what would I change into or what would I do differently? And the answer that I kept coming back to was I wouldn't fucking do anything differently because that's what got me here. So mm. just going deep on why would I have to change or why do I have to do this or why am I in the position that I'm in? The answers to literally everything that I kept coming back to was I'm here because I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. I think my content is absolutely hilarious. And apparently so do a lot of other people. Mm. So short answer, don't change anything. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, I reckon that's sick, man. Like, um, it's, I reckon it's cool that you find yourself funny because some people are like, oh, that's just fucking a bit stuck up. I, um, I, I did a, a talk at my dad. My dad passed away a couple of weeks ago. I did a, a talk at his funeral. Um, on Thursday, and I just spoke about uh, nine things that my dad's taught me over the years, over my lifetime. And I think it was number seven was um, don't take life too seriously and laugh at your own jokes. That was like my dad, yeah. And like I, I'm the same as you, man. I find myself funny, and I reckon, I reckon it's an awesome thing. Like to be able to sit there and laugh at yourself and enjoy your own company, yeah, is a very good thing. Um, I liked what I'm going to be doing is kind of getting you picking your brain, Travis. That's cool. Um, just around it. like these, you know, things to do with TikTok, um, questions that come up with me. I I'm starting, I started an account when I spoke to you like last year. Um, I yep. haven't really done anything with it. I put together a plan of all these videos I'm going to do last year and I'm going to start moving on that over the coming weeks. Yep. So I think I'm probably just going to ask you whatever questions come to my head, but the first point that you made there, that's already a, a huge thing. What you did is you reached out to big names in the space, people that are you know, the next step or two ahead of you, and you simply asked, hey, what did you do here? Can I get some help? Can I-? This is like the easiest stuff, yeah? And yeah. you can do that with anything. So, you know, if... If you're unsure of what to do, simple thing, get some advice from people that have done it before or they're one, two, three, four, five steps ahead of you. And like um, Travis has done, he's reached out to about 12 people and he heard back from one. And now you might be like, oh, if I reach out to one, you don't hear back and then you get discouraged and then you're like, oh, they're not going to listen to me. You got to be willing to do what Travis has done, reach out to 12, 20 people because you got to think about it. These people, they're busy. They haven't got maybe, you know, if you've maybe got a, one or two people um, messaging you a day or damning you a day, these guys have probably got 50 or 100 or 500 or 1,000 people damning uh, them a day. So you got to think about that, yeah? So they're not going to have the time to go through every single thing. So don't get disheartened. Just reach out to a number of people and ask. Now, um, you know, everyone always starts at the bottom. And there's always going to be someone that is going to be happy to reach out and help. I had a dude message me, Trav, this guy from, um, where was he? Mexico, actually. Um, just reached out in two days ago and he said, man, can I, um, I, I'm wanting to get a sales job. 
um, would you be able to give me a, like a, a sales session for free and help me get a sales job? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? He asked. I'm like, stuff yeah. it. I'm going to do it. Now, if everyone, if you go, if you're listening to this and you reach out and do the same thing, I'm probably going to say no. But if that guy didn't ask, I wouldn't have said yes. And he's probably asked 10, 20, 30 other people and they've all said no, but he's lucky it's just happened in the moment. Yeah. So you've just got to ask. Yeah. Good one. Um, cool, bro. So what would you say that what, when did you start your, your talkie, your ticky talkie? What's the, what's the slang for this thing? Is this kind of TikTok? Is there a, I think it's Yeoli Tickers Tokers. <laughs> Yeoli Tickers. What the hell is that? Um, no, it's all, I mean, it's already pretty short in text. You'll see it is just TT. It's two yeah. capital T's, but it's TikTok. The talk. Um, I reckon I start? started it. Um, shit, I reckon I started it probably at the start of the pandemic. Um, same as everybody, just to sort of like, oh, I've got nothing to do lockdown, this, that, whatever, just watch some stuff. And then I just started posting some videos and I didn't know what to post. I had no idea. And I was like, oh, screw it. I'll just, you know, I'm not sure if I want to keep this like as a personal account and move into like comedy and skits and satire and all that stuff. And I was like, ah, oh, nah, the only thing I really know what to do at the moment is just health. So I figured might as well. And just started posting I don't even know, just random shit, really. And then it, the first video that actually sort of popped off and got half a million views was me comparing the calorie and macronutrient profile of peanut butter versus potatoes. And that was the first video that I posted that wasn't like a lip sync or a dub or anything like that. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, people actually want to hear this stuff. And the comments in that were insane. Like, do you have any more tips for this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And then the amount of comments that I had to reply to just out of that, that gave me 30, 40, 50 video ideas alone. And then I just replied to every single one because on TikTok, um, I'm pretty sure it's what Instagram are bringing in now for reels is you can reply to comments with a video. So the comment goes in like the top left-hand corner or wherever you want to position it. And mm -hmm. then you just make a video responding to that. And if you have a comment, a um, little bit of strategy, if you have a comment on your video, the view rate is more than likely going to be double in length because people have to read the comment first and then they go through your um, video and content as to what it is. And if they miss anything while they're reading the text on the screen, if it's a quick less than 15 seconds, less than 11 is typically what I find is good. If it's that quick, people will have to rewatch the video, which will get you more views, which will push you onto the For You page, which you know other people will do it. So that's a sort of quick little strategy there. But that was what I found. One of the videos was just insane. And the comments, are, they give you content ideas from people just reaching out and being curious. So that ties into buddy step number one, reach out and ask. Because yeah. you, know, you might actually get a content creator like myself or you or absolutely anybody on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, actually take your question, turn it into content and it get a million views and you get the answer of the person that you wanted in the first place. So. Okay. So this, uh, just some follow on this. So you, you put out this original video talking about the peanut butter versus potatoes, the calories in them. And then someone's replied asking a question like, you know, okay, what do you mean by this? Or what about this scenario? Then you can reply by a video. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then if are you saying if they then reply to your video, that's good. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So if I put up the peanut butter verse potato, oh my God, nearly said tomato. If you put up the <laughs> that's your next one, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've put up the video of peanut butter versus potato. Tomato. <laughs> I've chucked that up. Someone commented, can you please do more of these, for example? And I've replied to that comment with another video that says, hey, for sure, um, today we're going to be doing, I don't know, carrots versus celery because it's super common. Not that I need to, but for example, that's what I chuck up. Mm -hmm. And if it's a quick little, like a, 
a satire or a comedy piece or something where it's just like, hey, yeah, salary is, you know, it takes more energy to eat salary than you actually get from eating salary. Whereas carrots, you're going to get more nutritional value from that, mm-hmm. which is all true. If I just do that and that quick video, more people are going to watch that because of how quickly it goes by. So they're going to double their views on that because it doesn't, TikTok doesn't give a shit about how many unique people are watching it. It just cares about how many times anybody has watched it. Mm. So if I have a hundred people watching it 10 times each, then it's not going to be like this had a hundred views. It's going to have this had whatever that math is a thousand. Okay. (laughs) So you're, um, so you're putting the, you got the, the potato versus peanut butter, peanut butter. (laughs) This is tough stuff. Then in the comments, you've then replied saying, Hey, we're going to be doing some more videos. And you're saying that that video in the comments, that's not on your wall. It's in the comments, right? But you're saying that that reply video is getting heaps of heaps yep. of views. Both. Both things Both. you said there. Yeah. So yes, it does go into the comments of that video. So if that yeah. video is going viral already, when mm-hmm. I reply to a comment with another video, that comment with the reply gets bumped up to the top of the comment section. And then because that video A is already going viral, people will check the comments and they'll see that video there, which will increase the views because A, it's on the comment section of a, of a viral video already. And then B, that video in terms of TikTok is its own unique video. So it does get put to my wall and it does get put out to the For You page the same as any other video. It just has now the support of being in the comment section of an already viral video. Ah, can you choose to have that not on your wall? I've got no idea. Yeah, what happens if you're like, say someone goes, oh, well, what about potatoes and salary? And then you reply saying, "Um, well, potatoes and salary kind of depends on what type of salary that you have. So can I ask, what type of salary do you eat? So you're going to get confirmation, right? And you're kind of like, oh, I don't really want that in my wall. So you don't yep. get to choose. This goes on there, does it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does go on. Um, which you know, with the way TikTok is geared, is why wouldn't you? Mm. Is there's no like there's no Instagram where it doesn't have to look. You know, you've got the typical grid of Instagram where it's three by however many posts that you've got, and people try mm-hmm. to make that look as pretty and beautiful as possible. Mm-hmm. TikTok is very just post as much as you can. And it doesn't have to look beautiful because people rarely scroll through the actual um, feed. Or if they do, you can put a banner on the video that says, um, for example, peanut butter versus potato, which one will keep you fuller? Yeah. And people obviously read that and go, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just looking at your your, um, profile now. So you've basically got, and we've got to, to, I've got to explain this to everyone listening. So, if you go to Travis's uh, TikTok, which um, he's, you just search the fitness genie. So uh, genie spelled G-E-N-I-E. <laughs> Don't know why it'll be spelled any other way. You spell it different over in Mexico, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. So Travis has got like, he posts his videos, but um, as like a preview where you can see from his uh, profile grid, he's just basically got like a, very simple little banner explaining what roughly the video is about. So I'm going to read a couple so you get an idea. Um, this one here, you can't keep blaming your snacking on the holiday period. Next one, I work 12 to 15 hours a day. Is this achievable? And that's obviously someone's asked you a question, right? Yep. It's going to say, man, it's pretty, pretty intense. Yep. Um, how do you get? The motivation for Jim with uh, ADHD and autism. Thoughts on the waist trainers. So a lot of these are actually questions you're getting from people in the comments, yeah? And you're just making videos on them. Yeah, majority of. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good idea and it's so easy to create content. Um, I just, I changed, like I I have a DM strategy just for for Insta, which I update because this thing shifts so quickly, yeah? Yeah. and I just updated, and one of the things I'm going to be asking um, people is basically, hey, look, I'm I'm going to be sorting out my content over the next few weeks. I normally just ask my audience, um, 
on their ideas and what they're wanting more of. So, you know, have you got a topic or you got a question that you wish you had the answer to? Let me know and I can, I might make some content around it. Pretty simple, right? Mm. It's the exact same thing that you're doing when you're speaking to people in the comments. So that's cool. Um, another one you've got, if you're a follower of mine, can I borrow 15 seconds of your time? Um, let's go to more of the top and recent ones. See what you got. The fitness industry, but it's Dungeons and Dragons. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you dot part two as well. Yeah, that is very, very niche. <laughs> <laughs> so this so I know. That's like, this is... For people that are like Dungeons and Dragons fans, but they also have an interest in losing weight. Yep. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yep. Um, outtakes. Uh, how 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 do you lose weight with PCOS? What's that? PCOS, polycystic PCOS. ovarian syndrome. Okay. Sweet. That's it. So that's all he's done. He's got his little videos there. He's got a little simple title over the top. And just a rough, just basically a title. So if people yep. go on to your um, profile, they can visually quickly go, oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch all of them, but oh, this one sparks my interest. Yeah, I've got an interest. I relate to this one. Easy stuff. Yeah. Why did you actually, um, is that like, I, you said that you, you started TikTok because it was um, the pandemic. You had nothing else to do. So that was the only reason, right? But, but why though? Because like technically you could have started knitting or yep. you could have, you know, started up LinkedIn or if you started building LinkedIn, like why did you yep. go over in TikTok in particular? Because uh, the amount of people that I was talking to at the time was essentially like, I think you've got a really good personality for TikTok. It's short, sharp, snappy and can do whatever the shit I want with it. And I was like, nah, there's no way in hell I'm getting on TikTok. It's just chicks dancing and this and that and whatever. And then it was actually my... Yeah, look at you. Yeah, it was actually my um, <laughs> current uh, business coordinator, Tanil. She was working for me at the time. And like, just as a, just as a, she was my like sort of head nutrition coach. And she was also helping me out with social media a bit. And she said, I'm on TikTok. And I was like, what? Why, why are you on TikTok? Like, I thought you, you know, why would you want to watch people dancing? She goes, no, it's not that at all. The algorithm actually adapts to the type of video that you watch. So when you initially jump on, it's going to give you shit that is just already viral and trending and this and that and whatever. But then based on your view times and the type of content and the hashtags and everything, the algorithm will actually dictate what sort of content you want to be seeing. So she said her content was all like, nutrition physics and spirituality and all this stuff and i was like fuck i had no idea any of that content was on tiktok and so i downloaded it started watching and of course the first week was just an absolute goddamn like brain sore because it was just people dancing but the more content that started coming up and because i was swiping so quickly on people doing a dance and getting rid of it obviously the view time wasn't there so it started like do you want to watch this do you want to watch this type of content and then I actually started getting super specific with the content I was watching. It was all about um, physics, mental health, uh, physiotherapy, rehab patients, uh, nutrition tips. It suddenly became essentially everything that I already follow on Instagram. But I, on TikTok, I think I follow like 12 people. I don't even, don't even know. Um, because essentially on TikTok, I get on, post my comment, post my content, sorry and really stay on there for 15, 20 minutes. And I just scroll through my for you page. And if I see a sound that's either come up multiple times, that's trending, I'll click on the sound, save it to my device. And then I'll make a video based on that trending sound because that sound is trending. So the algorithm is going to pump it to people's for you page. So the views are going to go up or I see a sound that is not trending in the slightest, but I think I've got a fucking funny video idea for that then I'll save that and do that as well. So the big reason I got onto it was really just as like a screw it. I can't be bothered doing LinkedIn or like super written posts or being, I was so tired at that time of being professional, of having to be, you know, this business, this entity, this super professional type of guy. Mm. And the more I started asking people actually on my Insta stories, when I started TikTok, I think I had about 
700 followers on Instagram. I'm now at like 3.3. Um, still going to bump that up, but we're getting there. Um, I was asking people like, what sort of content do you want to see? And the common theme was, we just want to see you. We don't want to see heaps about nutrition. We don't want you to go massively into detail around this and that and whatever. It was more just be yourself because mm. that's why we follow you to begin with. And so I just kept doing that. And I actually did give up on TikTok somewhere in the middle because I was so fucking tired with trying to keep up with demand of videos because, you know, you can post as much as you want on there and it doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Five, six, 12 videos a day. And that's where I actually learned to film all these things, all these videos across a day. Like today I recorded for two hours. I reckon I got probably 11 videos out. Mm-hmm. and I've saved them in my drafts. So when I don't have content or I don't have anything and I've got a creative block, I just go to stuff that's already created, post. And in the meantime, while I've got that stuff that is essentially organic or using sounds or getting views, I'll be replying to people's comments because that is giving me content ideas and questions. Because mm. as you said before, scrolling through my feed, it's just me replying to questions. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. actually... um. Yeah, I gave up on TikTok because I, I think I had like 8,000 followers, 10,000 followers, which, you know, on Instagram, that would be amazing. But on TikTok, it's beyond easy to get 10,000 followers off a single post. Um, it just takes so fucking long to get there, to get that post that is actually going to push you out there. Mm. Um, and then I got back into it because I was like, this is my job. I get like, this is my career. I get to sit here like anybody watches on video in my goddamn little study here with my desk and my phone scrolling on social media and then going, fuck, that'd be funny. And then turning the camera on myself and then doing something there, 10,000 people see it. Or at that time, if a thousand people saw it, it was like, awesome. That that's viral for me. I'm loving it. And that was like, you know, I was like, if that's my career and if I post 10 videos a week, and they don't go massive or they don't go viral or they don't do whatever. And I get one person that inquires about it. That's a positive thing. Cause yeah. I'm getting one client off 10 videos for literally just doing nothing and making myself laugh and just being yeah. like, fuck, is this funny? And then, you know, crazy thing would happen. The, happen. Uh, the more consistent you are with something, the better you get at it. So and- someone starting out or they're like, there's two people, probably listening to this is one they don't have a tiktok account they've heard about it and they're like ah, oh, not really my thing considering it though uh that person or maybe they've started tiktok account they've done nothing with it and they're like you know let's got to build this thing up how many posts should they do to start out per day per week what do you recommend i say five five a week or five a day a day is i know that sounds like heaps yeah. That's the the ideal number. But, you know, if you start with one a day, it's not so much of like, fuck, I have to post five days and like mind-numbing content and like forcing yourself to do something. It should be fun. It should be easy. It should, you know, it should just be something that comes to you. Um, if not, then, you know, start with one a day. Start with one a week. Start with whatever you have the capacity for. Mm. Or better yet, post shit on your Instagram stories if you're already on Instagram post shit on your Instagram stories and ask people questions, take their questions and then turn that into a video idea for TikTok. Mm. So there's heaps of content ideas out there that you can do. Um, But, you know, I'm one of those people where I'll get a comment now and instantly reply to it and post. And I'll do that probably four times a day. And there's my four videos already, plus the one that I just chucked up in the morning because I was like, ah, I've got something in my drafts. How would you go? What would you be like? Say, say for me, right? And I'm sure a lot of people get this. And I think you might have said that you went through the same thing. So mm. I find it hard personally. Um, I would say I'm good at medium form content where, like, I like to elaborate and talk for a bit, not like 10 minute videos, but like a couple of minutes. Yep. I struggle with the bang, short, sharp, you know, 10 second, 20 second things. Yep. So that's my, when I look at TikTok, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get this stuff across in like five, 10 seconds, which I just have always struggled to do. I have to create this new habit. What would your advice be around making that kind of shift? Yeah. 
I would be, if that's the type of content that you want to be making, I would make it. Yeah. And then go in and watch it and look for a five to 15 second out clip. And I would essentially, for yourself, I would go comment baiting of essentially make a 15 second video. For example, if you're talking about sales, um, I would go through a four minute video or, you know, whatever you've done, chuck up a video, I would go through and watch it. And I would look for a 15 second clip that is essentially just, um, it starts in the middle with absolutely no context so that someone goes, what does that mean? And they comment. And then you have that comment there to reply to. And because it's got the comment, it's going to have, an, you know, a better timeshare. Then you can elaborate in that. But the first thing that I would be doing is finding that 15 second, like no more than 15 seconds, that clip in that four minute video where it's essentially, and that's why you really want to be pushing this question because a lot of people, when they come up with this objection, they're really trying to get off the phone with you as quickly as possible. So what I would do instead is this, and you just say that little line and then that's it. And then just post that. And then if someone is going to be watching that and they go, oh, but what about the, I don't know, I need to speak to my partner or what about the, yeah, I'll just go do my budget or whatever it is. Then you have the ability to reply to that comment and say, um, yeah, this is, this is super common. This objection happens all the time because of A, B, and C. And here's what I would do in that situation. Mm -hmm. And then that video has a potential, you know, same as any, any other video there. You can take that extra time to explain. So it's essentially baiting people into long form content with short little snippets of content. Um, how long can the, the replying be, replying videos be? Up to three minutes, but I would suggest something under 60. So you want to get it as short as possible though, just for, so um, it's better for the algorithm and that and people are watching it. Yeah. Cause right. view times absolutely fucking plummet after a minute 20, unless it is hyper specific to the person. Okay. So for example, an idea could be what to say when you get the money objection. So like, yeah. that's like the heading little title thing. What to say when you get the money objection. And I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Leave that. And then the kind of hope is that people will then go, oh, sweet. Thanks for that. Well, what about when you get the partner objection? Or what about when they say this? And then you can reply to that type thing. Yeah. It's baiting out comments because I did it on, um, for example, the, <laughs> the Dungeons and Dragons post that I just chucked up. Yeah. I knew the first one I was going to do was going to be fucking terrible because A, it's not using a trending sound. B, it goes for a minute and it is super specific. I made two videos straight up because I had two ideas and I was like, okay, which one of these is worse? I took the one that I thought was worse and I posted that. I had part two ready downloaded on my phone and I was mm -hmm. waiting for a comment that said, oh my God, this is hilarious. Like you have to do more or something like that. Sure enough, one of the first three comments was like, hey, yo, we need more of this. So I took that comment, replied and uploaded that part two video, chucked it up there. And the view time on that part two one has a better time than the first one. Because mm -hmm. I was waiting for that comment because I know that having a comment in that top left-hand corner is like, it's not everything, but it's a lot easier to have a video get a lot more views with that comment up there. So every now and then I'll go buddy comment baiting. And this sound that you're talking about, have you actually made it up yourself or it's kind of in the library of sounds? Uh, it was in the library of sounds, but yeah. um, if you don't put a sound on, because, you know, I've made videos in the past where people have commented, hey, make this a sound. It's essentially just you use a like a trending sound or anything and you can put it on mute if you want to. Take a trending sound, upload it to the video, turn it on to mute so that people can or just like down to like 5% so that people can maybe hear it in the background or not at all. And then it's just your voice being like, hey, this is how sales objections and this and that and whatever. Mm. But it's going to get more views because it's using that sound. Whereas if you don't use a sound, the algorithm is going to go, well, where's the entertainment? No, really? Yeah. Interesting. Unless you, you know, it, it goes well and you get all of that. But yeah, the comments that are like, hey, you need to make this a sound, those yeah. videos compared to the original don't do anywhere near as well. Even if I post it the same day, same time, same everything, just minus yeah. that sound. And it's just now the original sound. 
Yep. But then again, you've also got the possibility of people using your sound, like from the original file, to like for that to happen. Because I've had people do that as well. Cool. So we got um, batch of videos. We've got five videos a day. Obviously, do what you can handle. If that's one a day, if that's one a week, but it's just like you know, do what you can handle. Um, but you said no more than fifteen seconds. The general rule of thumb, of course, you just did a one minute one. And it might be the thing that, of course, the one-minute ones aren't necessarily going to get as many views and likes and everything like that. But the one-minute ones, hey, may get that person inquire because there's more depth to it. Yep. So you want to do a mixture of everything. But ultimately, what's going to get more um, spread and push is going to be the, the, the lower second ones. Is that the, the general rule? The 15 seconds thereabouts tends to be the best type of timing? It's in terms of getting just pure views. Yeah, you want something quick, um, you know, 10 seconds so that people can go like, oh, what? And then watch it again or mm. they miss something and they can easily watch it again. They don't have to um, because TikTok's now updated so that everybody has a little slider at the bottom of their thing where they can skip to wherever they want in the video. Right. If it's short enough, people aren't going to be fucked to, you know, do that. They're just going to watch the whole thing again. If yeah. it's, you know, 52 seconds, people are going to scroll back. So then the view is actually still just one view instead of someone watching it back four times. Mm. so um yeah cool the, do you put um do you use your tiktok videos and put them over on instagram as well 100 but uh, and what uh, every single one or certain ones the and ones what that makes do well. you which one the ones that do well ones that do well okay yeah. so the reason why you do that is why why only the ones that do well and not all of them if i were to do all of them I honestly reckon Instagram would have a fit considering I'm doing five a day on TikTok. It doesn't really care that much. Mm. But on Instagram, Instagram is a lot more professional than TikTok. People want to be able to sort of take their time. And essentially, Instagram is like the, the storefront of what you're producing to the world. So Instagram needs to be professional, in my opinion anyway. It needs to be professional, organized people can actually scroll and take their time and be like, oh, what's this? What's this? What's this? And they want to know before they actually send you a message or comment or inquire because it's a lot more personal. TikTok is just essentially structured chaos of just here's fucking everything that's in my brain. I'm going to chuck it onto, into TikTok, deal with it. And if you like it, come over to Instagram. And people do. People that are serious about whatever they want to do, they'll come from TikTok over to Instagram mm -hmm. and more often than not, I'll actually get people just straight up inquiring from TikTok into the website. But if I were to put everything from TikTok into Instagram, I reckon there'd first off be a lot of like copyright issues in terms of the sounds, because a lot of the sounds on TikTok are going to be original sounds in Instagram. So what I'm actually doing now is because I need cover photos it's going to be an absolute pain in the ass if I send off five videos to my business coordinator and be like, hey, I need cover photos for all these five videos that I'm posting today. Yep. So Instagram allows you to elaborate on the videos that you want so that people will actually read the caption. But TikTok is just, here's this thing. It's funny. Go somewhere else if you want to learn why. Cool. And are you? how are you sending people to your Instagram page? Uh, TikTok integrates with Instagram. So it's a little... It's a little button in your um, profile. I'll bring it up and see. It's usually same as Instagram. Like you can only have one link. So I've got my link tree up on TikTok. People will yeah. click that yep. and then, you know, go wherever. Otherwise, I'm looking at yours at the moment. Yep. You'll have like message, follow, uh, little Instagram button, and then a little drop down box oh, yeah. of yeah. suggested accounts. Right. So... If you've connected like TikTok to your Instagram or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it'll just be right there. So people can just instantly flick over to Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. 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 But How many thing, people? I mean, this is depending on definitely on the, you know, your target market. So let's not ask that question. I was going to ask how many people <laughs> from your audience do you think is using Instagram? Um, but I mean, it's going to be probably a lot different, different ages and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like you're essentially looking at 5% of your TikTok followers, like, and that's a generous number, will come over to Instagram. Because, mm -hmm. for example, I've got 100,000 on TikTok. I've got like three, three, three at the moment on Instagram. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. I know a lot of people that have um, 800, 900,000 followers, a million followers and like 50,000 on Instagram because Instagram is a lot more personal and attached. Whereas Instagram is just user 7846432896 liked this video. So they don't yeah. have to post anything. It's really anonymous. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything else for like any like key tips that we're missing here that you would recommend for someone starting up their account or, you know, actually building it? What are they going to be doing? Cover a few good things? Um, I suppose a few things. The first one is I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure this is one of the first things that you go through with your clients as well is niche. Figure mm-hmm. out your niche. If you're posting shit that is just connecting with a whole bunch of random people and the content itself is completely random. The reason I can post Dungeons and Dragons relating to weight loss is because I've chucked up a few videos here and there and like planted the seed of like, oh yeah, I play, I play D&D and people have actually followed me and inquired because they were like, hey, I saw that you do D&D and you're a health coach. I was like, I have to, I have to apply. So the niche that I've got is beyond specific so that no matter what I'm posting, it's essentially the exact same message just with a different sound or a different act or a different, you know, skit essentially. So that'd be the first thing that I do. So you're not just posting anything and everything because that was one of the reasons why I wanted to quit because I was putting five, six, seven videos out a day. Nothing was happening. As soon as I switched into, I'm just going to do everything about my specialty, like mindset and health coaching. That's where it started to bump up and that's where it actually took off. Um, so that'd be the first one. Second one is don't overthink it. Just go for it. Just if you think it's a terrible video, the humor that is over on TikTok, it's probably going to end up going viral anyway. So <laughs> don't overthink it. Just do it. If you think it's funny, go for it. If you like the content that you're making, just chuck it up. Even if it helps one person, then you're doing your damn job. That's why you're, I'm assuming, doing what you want to be doing. Because who knows if that one person shares it to their friend that just so happens to have 50,000 followers, they duet it or stitch it or, you know, share it in some sort of way. Well, then, you know, you're off. You're always just one post away. And this is what kept me going. You're one post away from going viral. And after I think around 200 videos, the fucking peanut butter potato one finally went quote unquote viral for half a million. Mm. And then I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then probably another 60, 75 videos after that, one more did a half a million. And then it just slowly started to increase. Like there were always major spikes when something would go viral. But in terms of the number of followers, it was just, you know, 100 a day, 100 a day, 100 a day, 50 a day, then back up to 200 a day. And there would be like spikes in there. But just being consistent and just having that mindset for me of if this helps one person, I've done exactly what I've set out to do in the first place. And, you know, I do get messages every now and then that are like, you know, you've actually changed my life from the TikTok content. I was like, how the fuck is that possible? First off, <laughs> um, but just do what you want to do. Don't overthink it. Just go for it. You know, there's obviously going to be trolls out there every now and then that are just going to hate for the sake of hating. But then the good thing about that is that you just make a fucking video about it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, people yeah. will often come to your defense anyway. So, yeah. You know, they're just giving you views. Mm. Um, nice. One more hyper-specific for someone that is already creating content on TikTok. Mm. For the love of God, do not put in text. Go to my IG, link in bio or Instagram. Those sort of like taking you away from the app text links are actually, at the moment, I think they're shadow banned. So the... Well, not shadow banned, but your views will decrease significantly if you try to tell people specifically through text and captions to leave TikTok. It mm. will decrease your views. That's a good one. So as in like in Instagram, it's like a common thing. It's like I'll link in bio, search yep. this, da, da, da. So you don't do any of that in TikTok. It's just like, hey, here's the vid. Here's what I'm talking about. That is it. No yeah. leaving the platform. Yep. If you want to, um, so, like some people get around it in terms of like want to see more and then they'll put like an arrow um, towards their like little profile thing that says follow or like follow for more or, you know, anything like that. So 
there are ways around it in terms of like gifts that you can do at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but I pretty much just let the content speak for itself. Mm, I mean, people figure it anyway. If they see your stuff and they like you, they're going to get your profile and then they'll, they'll search around. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have the call to action. But at the end of the day, if someone's vibing with your content, yeah, they, they're going to follow. <laughs> All right. So is that, let's just kind of run through a few, as I run through them, if anything stick comes out and you're like, oh, that or that, let us know if you think, yeah, that's a good start. We'll leave it at that. So first thing, just in anything is uh, ask for help. Yeah. Um, this doesn't have to relate to TikTok. It can. Yeah. But anything in, in life, if you've got something that you need help with and you know, there's someone that is a couple of steps ahead of you, reach out to them, but be prepared to reach out to a number of people and don't just expect, Hey, the first person to reach out to is going to give me all their time, all their advice and be there. Uh, second one we had is be you. This is such a big one. Yeah. It's like in regards to the health and fitness space. So many health and fitness PTs, coaches, all that type of thing, right? Um, and there's only so many ways you can help someone lose weight or get healthy, whatever it is. So it's really what it comes down to is not necessarily what exactly you're talking about. It's the who you are is why people go, oh, I'm going to actually speak to this PT or follow this fitness um, expert or whatever it is. So don't forget to actually be yourself. That is what attracts people at the end of the day. And it's kind of like, um, you know, if you're, oh, I'm worried about that I'm going to come across this way or, you know, my real personality is this person. So these people aren't going to like that type of person. That's the game. It's like you'll attract the right people and you'll turn away the wrong people. Pretty simple. Yeah. Batch videos. Yeah. So when it comes to TikTok, as opposed to going, oh, I'm going to record a video today and a video tomorrow, just spend a day batching all your videos. So, you know, you might be able to do 20 videos or 30 videos in a day. Yep. You said, hey, if you can start off doing five videos a day, that'll get you rocking. But if that's not enough, if it's, if it's overkill for you, just be doing one video a day, one video a week. The main thing is consistency, yeah? Is that what you'd say? Yeah. Yep. Videos aim for, you're going to have a rough, you know, you're going to have a range of things, yeah? Time zones, you can have longer form. Of course, you can have the real short form. You can have the medium, which might be classified as 30, 45 seconds, but 15 seconds is probably the golden time thereabouts. So aim for that. And you want to be baiting out comments. So yep. in these videos... <laughs> be thinking of hey how can i talk about something in this video really quickly that is most likely going to get a response from people where they're going to be commenting and also asking follow-up questions from it um you use trending sounds one little trick that travis said is um you can if you don't want to use the sound you can actually grab it turn it put it on mute or put it on volume five yeah because it's yep. actually good to push the video further. Yep. Make sure your niche, got to know your niche, yeah? So who is specifically that you're speaking to? Um, and then 10, we've got down, don't send people away from TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people will find you if they want to find you. And if all your crap is there in the bio, yeah, I'll find you. <laughs> Anything that we missed there, man? Or is that like, that's a pretty solid start there? That's a pretty solid start. I'd be, I'd be doing absolutely everything there i suppose the 10 tiktok commandments i suppose <laughs> have you thought about like um have you when you do things like this have you thought about oh you know what i'm going to help people teach them how to set up a tiktok ticket uh, tiktok account or do stuff like this or you're just like no nah, health and fitness is my thing i'm not going to move it for it from now it's yeah i've had a lot of like i you know as a coach the first thing you want to do is teach people and help people and mentor them in any sort of way particularly relating to your specialties when I talk about this stuff, like if you were to ask me like, oh, do you know much about TikTok? I'd be like, yeah, probably not. But then when I start getting asked questions, I'm like, man, I actually, I actually know a shitload about this topic. Mm. And yeah, I've got a lot of interest in mentoring personal trainers and people as to like how to get on social media, how to make content and how to, you know, essentially expand your, your business and your reach and everything. But I honestly cannot think when I'm going to have time to do that because of how stupid TikTok has gone. Mm. Like I did literally nothing. This is how fucked TikTok is. Sorry. But I did literally nothing for my break over Christmas because of the amount of first off followers and the amount of videos that I've put up. 
I was still getting over a hundred notifications uh, in six hours because of the um, because of just how the algorithm works and it was pushing stuff out. Oh, shit. Someone don't know who someone found one of my old videos in there. I think it was probably like three weeks old, which on TikTok is like four years. Um, found a three week old video, commented on it, tagged however many friends they did. I think it was like three people. And I was like, oh, that's really weird that they found that video because I was just checking my notifications and woke up the next morning. I had 12,000 notifications. I was like, what is this? Uh And the video, I had to scroll down and load like four different things considering I'm posting nearly 10 times a day. And I was like, fuck, that's got another 120,000 views. Mm. And then I woke up the next morning and I had another 9,000 notifications. And I was like, what is going on? And that video from like three weeks ago, went mm. viral again. It got another 400,000 views. I did literally nothing. It started with 20,000 and it finished with, I think, 420,000. Literally the same week that my business coordinator came on, she was like, oh, yeah, this should be pretty easy. Two, three inquiries in the inbox. Yep, that's pretty manageable. Uh, two days later, when she came back to manage the inbox, there were 62 inquiries in there in two days. Mm. And she was like, what, what the fuck have you done? And I was like, yeah, this, this is TikTok. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the TikTok inbox. So you're She's- like, you just said to go, yeah, it's a pretty cruisy job. You know, you got two or three inquiries to answer. And then it goes to 60, 50, yep. 60. So just instantly shit. And now yeah, it's yeah, to the yeah. point where as soon as I get off this podcast, I have to message her and say, hey, you need to start making a wait list because I mm. can't take any more people on. Like in the next two weeks, I'm Eight. 100% booking that I'll be booked out mm. till late April. I've got a wait list. I've got different programs. I've got yeah. everything going on. So I want to mentor people. I want to do these little master classes and things, but right yeah. now it's just pure survival mode from expansion. <laughs> well, good problem to have, man. Yeah. Good problem yep. to have. Um, so um, thanks, man, for coming on. Where can the peeps find you? We did, um, we dropped your TikTok. I think you got the fitness journey on both TikTok and yeah. Instagram. So I'm just uh, at the fitness genie or one word Instagram and TikTok, and that's, uh, that's also the website as well www.fitnessgenie.com.au oh, trifecta. How the hell yeah. did you get that? Uh, I suppose I just lucked out into it or bought them. Do you know I, what you I, should? You know what you should. I I um because I almost almost got my same handle for for from Instagram for TikTok. I had to. Yeah. I, I think I put Luke underscore page is my Instagram. I think for TikTok I had to put. Another Maybe a Y point. on the end, pagey, I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, ah, you know, any platform. This is a this is a tip for anyone. Whether you think you're going to go in or not, when a platform comes out, just go and get your handle early days because you just don't know, yeah. And then if you know, for example, you've got the same thing, man. That is so. That's the best. Yeah, you can do that. That's the. That's I started the, on best. um. Oddly enough, I started on TikTok as at the TikTok health coach. Cause I was like, you know what? That's going to be quality marketing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, people, people did not like signing up to a business as I found out, but yep. changed it to the fitness genie and then made more personable content. And that's where shit actually started taking off just personality instead of business. Yeah. Boom. Personality instead of business people. Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.